Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide, welcome in to episode number 163 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful Monday of Bets, also known as, so you don't have to check your calendar as always, November 15th. 2021. Also known as the day that my pops was brought into this world. So shout out, happy birthday, Papa Sroka. But that's neither here nor there. Or it actually kind of is because we wouldn't have the Talking the Line podcast without him. But before we get into that Talking the Line podcast, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube or one of our social media platforms, make sure you hit that subscribe button there or like follow. But if you are on uh, YouTube, make sure you hit the notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the TTL crew. However, if you are listening on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well as we always release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket, you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart to do so. You got a couple extra seconds while you're listening to today's show or watching. Hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. Maybe hit that share button down over there, send it to your brothers, friends, sisters, uncles, enemies, neighbors, anybody who would call themselves a degenerate and likes cash and tickets because we do too and the TTL pod is for each and every one of those people. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you guys do those things, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you'll find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and all of our additional content so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us for episode number 163, I am your honored, hyped, humbled, and always handicapping host, Colton Cap'n Colt Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and hang out with me and my partner for about the next hour to hour and a half, talk some bets, talk some analysis, dive into some rabbit holes, get a few laughs, and a little motivation along the way. Now, I have one final duty I need to complete on this here intro before we get into today's show. 
and that is bring in my aforementioned partner. A young man who is more than enthralled at what he witnessed yesterday in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. You know him as the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and now it means more to this show than ever the TTL resident Cheesehead and Southsider himself, Mr. Riley, Armax, Magnuson. Partner, you look pretty thawed out from the old frozen tundra. How you doing over there today, pal? Uh, you're not wrong, my friend. I am thought out. As you can tell, my voice may uh, may not be quite thought out yet. It is still a little scratchy, but man, I had a hell of a day yesterday. Uh, pro- improved to 5-0 and all-time lifetime at Lambeau Field. First shutout, though. Shout out the Packers defense. And hey, shout out uh, Papa Soroka on the 11-15 on the, uh, birthday. Another TTL family member of mine, my brother's birthday. I was not aware that your dad's birthday. Shout out my brother Grant. It's also his Shot birthday today. Shout out Grant. Show. Let's so, go. Might have to throw a little uh, TTL party or something today. Hey, but hey man, I had a hell of a time yesterday. Had a little little snow, just a nice little sprinkle of snow in there. And uh, a nice 17 zip Packers win, my friend. Hey, you know, I uh, got on Twitter. I talked some shit. I thought yeah, the Seahawks did. were going to get it done. They didn't. Your bad man gets it done once again. Now, that 17-0, more of a box score. The fourth quarter got real dirty, real nasty, real quick for the Seahawks. And actually, I will give it to you, my partner, that you said, oh, by the fourth quarter, our friend A.J. Dillon, friend of the show, uh, his bruising run style will absolutely be too much for the Seahawks by then. And you saw it, my friends. I think if uh, anybody wants to come into Lambeau and try and take care of business against the Packers, can't believe I'm saying this. I don't think they're doing it in 2021. Man, they've, they're just beating teams in so many different ways. And uh, I'm, there's a part of me that's skeptical about the defenses just because I, we haven't seen this type of consistency from them and dominance from them. But I, I don't see it, it, man, because we still got a couple guys. Uh, Jair Alexander is coming back soon. But nonetheless, man, uh, I plug in my own extra cheddar. I know you had a nice weekend of action too, but I had a very nice uh, – I've had a nice handful of weeks of my extra mm-hmm. cheddar block. Mm-hmm. I had a nice little SGP at the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. A little risk-free $10 when you $200. So Did you get it or what? Oh, I got it. Oh, you got it. All right. Got it, it's live at prime time. I love it. I was electric, I love dude. it. Hey, good shit. The AJ good Dillon shit. TD. Love it. I, uh, I didn't know if AJ – I uh, – yeah, AJ Dillon ended up getting in. So yeah, I, uh, I I couldn't remember if you had that on there or not. I thought that was oh, yeah. an extra leg. Hell yeah, good fucking cash, dude. Good shit. Uh, I didn't go all the way through it, and I was like, ah, I watch this be the one that he hits, and I don't end up backing it because it's just the <laughs> Packers parlay. But hey, good shit on that one. Uh, speaking of cash and tickets, my friend, we actually had a pretty damn good weekend of cash and tickets. Uh, myself on Saturday went fifteen and seven, dude. I'm I'm hot. I'm back in the mid major action. I'm left, right, and center now. I say that. Had a bit of a wheel-spinning day yesterday in the mid-majors, uh, but uh, not terrible day in NFL, and neither did you, partner. So why don't we uh, just go ahead and share with these fine folks what uh, we did on yesterday's slates, yesterday's NFL best bets of the weekend from the TTL crew. I went 2-1, partner went 1-1. Them damn Chargers, we would have had a 5-0 and clean sweep, mm-hmm. my friends, but unfortunately we did not, or maybe 4-0 that would be. That's only four bets there, my friends. Sure. Um, but I think, partner, that uh, we kind of fell into our own trap. I, you know, We talked that maybe these Vikings are going to be the Chargers of old and the Chargers are going to come out and they're going to look like the old school Vikings. And, you know, 
it was completely opposite of that. The old school Vikings look like they might be back, but I don't really think they're back. I don't really know. We got a lot to talk about there as yep. the week kind of rolls on. And then what are the Chargers now, man? I mean, I know Seriously. that's classic Vegas setup line, but minus three moving up to three and a half by game time at home for the Chargers. One thing I will comment before we move on is I do not feel like any game the Chargers are going to play in SoFi is going to be a home game for them. I no. could not imagine or or, or not imagine um, not uh, what the hell is the word? Why am I blanking right now? I could not, uh, I just, I couldn't, couldn't believe, couldn't imagine, couldn't right. believe that's a, kind of the same word. What the fuck am I doing? Couldn't believe how loud it was when the Vikings would get a first down, let alone right. score. I mean, it was right. insane, man. I could not believe it. So that's going to definitely be something that you guys got to watch and be careful of when you're trying to hammer in some bets for the NFL. Cause man, oh man, doggone chargers do not play any home games from what it looks like to me, my friend. Right, and I mean we've seen that from a handful of teams, and it wasn't, and it's sometimes it's not that surprising. And no disrespect to the Vikings fan base, but I mean I did not expect it to be that uh, that big of a difference compared to some of the other teams that have gone in there and had a nice home field advantage for themselves. No sir, no sir. But across the board, uh, you do all right this weekend. Everything solid. I kind of kept pace, kept good. Everything solid on your end. Uh, you know, I ended up doing kind of break even on uh, college football on Saturday. I, <laughs> if it wasn't for my damn uh, best bet that I was talking up the most, I would have had a really nice Saturday. I had a hell of a college basketball Saturday, as did you. And then uh, yesterday, NFL, all my success was Packers stuff. Yeah. Uh, ended up buying into uh, trying to fade Jared Goff and that Jared Goff weather, and that didn't work out for me. But, hey, all that Packers stuff got me. I, I think I went pos- positive seven units because of that part like yesterday. Hell, so yeah. You love nice to hear weekend it. weekend there. Love to hear it. Yeah, I had a pretty decent weekend myself. A uh, little wheel spinning yesterday, but outside of that, I think we're back in action. My favorite time of the year, and I actually am deep into the mid-majors. It's mid-major Monday for your boy today, so we got that ready to rock and roll. Um, before we get into today's show, tell you what's coming up here, my friends. Uh, be sure if you miss any of the daily picks or uh, you want any of our ads that we uh, discuss later on in the show and don't end up adding or anything like that, make sure you follow us on the Action Network app. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Riley is at rmags in all caps, and then you can follow the Daily Show Best Bets at Talking the Line. If you don't have the Action app, you can just go to TalkingTheLine.com, find all of our best bets on the Today's Best Bets tab. Outside of that, uh, recapped this past weekend, um, what's coming up here today? Obviously, we got our Mag's Best Bets. He's got two coming at you, both coming off the NBA slate. And then I got five coming at you, all coming out of college basketball. I got five mid-major teams that I think are absolutely undervalued or their opposing team is extremely overvalued so I think we got us a nice 5-0 and day coming up but uh, I never like to put the cart in front of the horse let me tell you about him first before we get all excited then uh, Monday special play you know what it brings Monday madness parlay we're only going three legs this week we're sticking in the NBA and college basketball though this bad boy's paying out at over eight to one odds for a three-legger so I suggest you stick around for today's special play then Moneyline Dice live on set they are going to be making their return turn and their role for tonight's matchup between the Indiana Pacers and the New York Knicks. Knicks are currently favored by three and a half and the over-unders at 213. Not any edge, not any value we could find, so we leave it in the hands or in the role rather of the honorable cubicle guests that we call as the Moneyline Dice. Uh, outside of that, we will uh, get into our mags or in the second half of the show, we'll get into our mag sidebar. Uh, we'll talk some leans, partner. I got about 
nine leans that I'm looking at that I kind of want to talk to you about, uh, get some opinions there. If you guys got any uh, ones that you're looking at, ones we don't talk about, um, anything that uh, we don't dish out outside of the show you need to know about, drop it down in the comments. We'll be sure to answer it live on the show. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about wise words, give you some reminders there, some of our additional content. A little bit of motivation minutes. I, uh, my motivation minutes partner, actually, I am going to every Monday and every Friday since I closed the week with Friday with the John Wooden quote. That's what I'll do because I know I've been telling you guys, hey, I'm going to bring you John Wooden quotes in my motivation minutes every Monday, every Friday. So we'll start the okay. week with a wooden quote. We'll close the week with a wooden quote. How's that sound? That sounds uh, pretty damn fine to me. Uh, I'm sure we'll also talk a decent amount about tonight's NFL matchup as well. Absolutely. That'll be uh, that'll be in the leans. Yeah, sometimes I when I just don't find a side, I don't have any value on that. I just kind of gloss right over no, it. So, hey, we'll, uh, we'll be sure to uh, dive into that when we talk about uh, some of our leans and stuff we're looking at outside of that. But for now, my friends, partner, anything else that I uh, failed to discuss before I get this proverbial podcast train steaming on down the tracks? No, sir. All right. Well, then, that being the case, to me, to you over there in that box. Oh, I was trying to clink. Okay, here he is. Here he is. There he is. All right, there we go. And then all you beautiful people out there watching the TTL pod, sipping the Black Elixir of the Gods, whatever time of the day it might be, take your sip, and let's get on with it. All righty, so. Whoa, ho, 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 ho. Easy, easy. Hey, partner. You have the floor. Oh, my man, we got a, uh, we got a different oh, background no. going on in oh, the back no. here. Oh, no, my friend. Hold on. The show has started, but let me – now <laughs> oh, we're goodness. good. The whole okay. time, the whole time, we're just back there hanging out. You know, hey, you're, you're, coming, hey, you're coming out from Lambeau Field. You had a wild day. You know, it's Monday for me. Folks, it's okay. We're back in prime time now. We're ready to rock and roll. Our mags best bets of the day. Please, partner, grace us with your two locks of Monday. All right, so as you mentioned, I've got two out of the NBA today. Once again, pardon my voice. If it is a little scratchy today, I will do my best. Uh, but I am kicking it off. Uh, I'll actually start with the later game first because that's one that I got at the top of my notes here. Raptors and Blazers. I am headed to the Blazers' money line. Uh, right before the show, last I checked, it was right around minus one, minus one and a half. Taking the money line because uh, the difference between the minus one and the money line was really only like minus 114, minus 118. So I'm happy to go ahead and take the money line on that one. But, you know, I've been talking a lot about the Raptors this season uh, quite a bit but this last week the wheels are kind of falling off on their defense partner uh, you know obviously I talked about that was the biggest thing I had been backing them in the previous weeks where their defense was carrying them to their wins and their offense was doing just enough for them but I think they got a bad defensive matchup tonight because the Blazers last three times they faced each other the Blazers have exploited these matchups and the Blazers have won each of the last three meetings between these two teams. Like I said, the offense for this Raptors team was doing enough, but that's not quite the case right now with the way this defense is playing. And I think this Blazers team is going to start positively regressing on the offensive side of the uh, on the offensive, offensive side of the ball. Partner, say that fifteen times one. fast yeah, if seriously. you want. Uh, despite being middle of the pack in points per game, field goal percentage, and a lot of other basic offensive metrics. They're 7th in the league in offensive efficiency and ninth in effective field goal percentage. So I think that's going to start paying off here going forward. And I think it's going to start tonight against, a, like I said, a struggling Raptors defense. And I really, and surprisingly enough, this Blazers defense is playing much better than we've seen from them the last handful of seasons uh, where their defense is the reason when they lose games. Their offense is going to be the reason why they start winning games once again, and their defense is going to do enough. Last couple things here, a couple of trends. Raptors 1-4 ATS last five games overall right now. Like I said, the wheels are falling off, and the ATS numbers are, are reflecting that. 
and this Blazers team, 4-1 and one ATS last five as a home favorite. The last week or so, their overall numbers ain't great ATS, but one spot they have been great in this year is at home as a favorite. So I like this Blazers offense to pick things up tonight, partner, and take care of business on the money line. Give me that Blazers team to take care of business. Hey, I know I was a little tentative pre-show meeting here with you talking about these Blazers. I think you got me over to them. I think uh, they're going to start positively, positively regressing. See, I'm having a problem with that damn word, too. Um, we both had a little issue with it there. But, hey, uh, took care of three of the last uh, or the last three meetings here, I heard you say. So I think I, uh, I'm all the way over to the Blazers with mm-hmm. you. The Raptors uh, burned us a couple times. And I questioned you yesterday, is this a fade of the Raptors? He said, nah, there's some things you're going to want to hear that uh, I think you'll side with the Blazers. And I'll be damned if I don't, partner. So there you go. Mag's first pick of the day. The Portland Trailblazers, minus one and a half. Please, partner, if you could be so kind, let them have number two. Alrighty, so number two, actually, this is going to be an interesting one to some people. If you haven't been paying close enough attention to the NBA, I am taking the Celtics and Cavs. Cavs are the home team. I'm taking the Cavs plus the three points. Believe you don't it or say. not, partner. Believe it or not, partner, the Cleveland Cavaliers have actually won each of the last three matings between these two straight up. The uh, Celtics have been having some more success recently than they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, but when you put them under a microscope, they are 4-2 and two straight up their last six. But those wins come against the Magic, who have been a terrible offensive team. They caught the Heat at the start of the uh, Miami Heat's cold stretch. We've seen what they've done the last week. It isn't very impressive. Caught the Raptors, just talked about what they've been doing the last week. And they caught the Bucks, who have been... Uh, one of the biggest disappointments, largely because of injury, but they've been one of the biggest disappointments disappointments in the league. And then they had lost to Dallas and who do you know? These Cleveland Cavaliers the other night. So I am uh, I'm not the uh, Boston Sex and Celtics are certainly playing a little bit better, but I'm thinking it's a little fugazi here, partner. And uh, you know this Cavs team, even without Colin Sexton, they're still playing really damn solid right now. They've won each of uh, six of the last seven games straight up, and each of the last three games. Their defense has been phenomenal, holding teams under 100 points in three straight games, including these Boston Celtics. That's unheard of in the NBA right now. So I don't know if they do that again tonight as far as under 100, but I do think the defense can carry them to another win here against the Celtics. <laughs> and the Celtics partner, another trend that I really like in this one, 4-13 and 13 ATS the last 17 games on one day of rest. <laughs> And now the Cavs, and you know, there's a large sample size that they aren't great in, but that goes back to the last two, three seasons. The Cavs are playing like a much different team right now, so I'm not buying into their ATS trend over the last 40 games on one day's rest because that's a, a dog shit of a Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> team last year and the year before that. Sure so I enough. don't really care about that. Okay. And uh, last trend for me on this one, Cavs are 4-1, and one, uh, ATS last five at home. So I like the Cavs to take care of business once again here tonight. Would like their money line, but in a spot where they just beat them the other night, I like the extra three points backing here because I do think it is going to be a tight game in this one. So give me the Cavs plus the three points tonight. Okay, per Mr. Magnuson, the home puppy Cavaliers are going to be barking tonight, my friends. Uh, you think worth a little bit of a sprinkle on the money line over there, partner? Or are you just uh, content with the plus three? Yeah, that's what I was mentioning. I, I am interested in the money line, but I, since they just played a couple nights ago, I think it's going to be a tight one tonight, so I do it. like the plus three, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Wanted to confirm for sure, just in case for I sure. decide to tail right along with you. I suggest you guys do for our mag second best bet of the day, the Cleveland Cavaliers, plus three. Last but certainly not least, if you missed any of our mags, picks, any of his analysis, anything, don't you worry. We'll put him up on the screen here shortly, and you can follow him at our mags on the Action Network app. Outside of that... Partner, anything you have left to deliberate about, discuss, banter, conversate, anything else you may have in regards to your plays? No, sir. I think I'm all set. 
Okay, good, sir. Well, I appreciate you and your picks. Let's keep this uh, proverbial podcast train here for the second time steaming on down the tracks. Now, we have some additional coal, maybe some, I don't know what burns hotter than coal, but we stuff that into the oven of this here podcast train, and we're going about an additional 50 miles an hour faster, all right? Okay. So kick okay. it into hyper, hyper speed for my best bets of the day, my friends. Now, I got five coming at you, so I'm going to be a little quicker. I'm not going to waste a whole bunch of time on all of them, but I am going to pick out some really key stuff that you guys need to know about. First game I'm going to, Bowling Green Eagles going up against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Five-star play for me. I am taking the Bowling Green Eagles at plus 16. I believe they're the Eagles. Uh, I hope they're the Eagles. Maybe they're the uh, uh, Might be the Falcons, actually. The Falcons, yeah. I was thinking they were the Falcons, the Falcons as soon as I said that. Bowling Green Falcons plus 16. Honestly, my friends, this comes down to Ohio State's lackluster start uh, from the beginning of the year. They really do not have any production coming outside of EJ Liddell right now. And until they do that, there is no reason that I need to back them anything bigger than 10 or maybe even 8.5, 7.5 for that matter. They barely beat Akron 67 to 66. They were 16 and a half point favorites in that game. And they barely beat Niagara 84 to 74 as 19 and a half point favorites. There's no way that they are going to come out and be able to cover another big double digit. I, I, I didn't want to say more, the huge double digit, but it's obviously bigger than the plus 10. And there's no way that they need to be favored by more than 10 points, my friends. There's something that I'm really looking here as to um, why I mentioned e, EJ Liddell. Now, he is the one that's producing for these Buckeyes, not surprising whatsoever, but the rest of the team really is not helping him out at all. They are 174th in continuity per Ken Palm right now. And then you look at Bowling Green, 125th. So they got a little bit more cohesion, a little less question marks. And with all those question marks, I've said it twice, I'll say it again. There's no reason Ohio State needs to be favored by 10. That time, I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Another thing I'm looking at, tempo, my friends. Bowling Green, I think, is going to try and boat race Ohio State, as crazy as that sounds. 73rd in tempo per Ken Palm going up against Ohio State's 310th tempo. Bowling Green's going to try and get out, run as much as they possibly can, and get Ohio State tired. The faster that they can do that, the closer that they're going to be able to keep this game. This is like their Super Bowl, my friends, and that is my closing thought. Neither team has really shot well all year long uh, so far in their first opening couple games, so I think that gives the edge to Bowling Green. And I think Bowling Green's going to improve a little bit just because of how bad Ohio State's defense is struggling. Ohio State is 200th in points per game allowed, 214th field goal percent, and 342nd in three-point field goal percent. They are also only shooting 67.4% from the free throw stripe. You know I love to target this, and Bowling Green about 72.5%. I like Bowling Green to bump that up as well because Ohio State puts their opponents on the line a lot so far to open up the season. You don't believe me all of that? Believe the trends, my friends. Bowling Green, 10-2 and two ATS, last 12, following a straight-up win of 20-plus, and 7-3 and three ATS, last 10, following a straight-up win in general. Bowling Green's also 4-1 and one ATS, last 5 versus a team with a winning home record. Ohio State, 1-4 and four ATS, last 5 versus a team with a losing road record. 1-7 ATS, their last 8 as a favorite, and 0-6 oh and ATS, their last 6 as a home favorite. They don't need to be this big of favorites. Bowling Green gets this done with ease. I'm not saying they win it outright, but this is definitely a single-digit victory. No more than 10. Give me Bowling Green Falcons plus 16 as my first best bet of the day. 
I like it, my man. You know how I am with my Big Ten teams. I mean, the Let's tempo go. was one thing that made me interested in, uh, in this one because I see a couple ways. I, I, if, uh, if, they're, if Bowling Green is able to control the tempo, I like it. Even if Ohio mm. State is able to control the tempo because of how slow it is mm. and they can really control the tempo, it's not going to be a blowout. They might no. control the game, but it's not going to be uh, you know a 20-point blowout. So I like it, partner. I'm going to back you on this one. Let's go, baby. Ohio State's offense closing thought, not so hot. I know I said it. Bowling Green's defense. Not too shabby. Maybe it kind of plays into what you just said there, partner. So let's keep it moving. Second best bet of the day. I am going to one of my big sky darlings. No, no, not the Northern Colorado Bears. I know I have told you all about them. You got a what, handful of darlings over well, there. I got, I got a handful of darlings <laughs> over there in the West Coast. I actually got two on today's card. Uh, but as for this one, Big Sky Conference, going to the Weber State Wildcats, playing the Duquesne Dukes. I'm taking the Weber State Cats, minus two and a half. I think that everybody's going to see the Dukes as plus two and a half favorites, the home puppy. Give them all to me. No thanks. Don't be that goofy. Don't run to it. You don't need to. Duquesne could not take care of Hofstra, and Weber State is a much better team than Hofstra. You don't believe me? Let me tell you about it. As far as offensive and defensive efficiency, Weber is the absolute better team. 92nd offensive efficiency, 147th defensive efficiency. Duquesne, 225th in offensive efficiency and 159th in defensive efficiency. Obviously, right by the numbers, both of those are Ken Palm or per Ken Palm as well. Tempo is also what I'm looking at here, partner. Duquesne, 281st in the nation right now per Ken Palm in tempo. Weber State, 60th, my friends. So yet another team that I think is going to get out and boat race the Dukes. The Dukes are not that slow because you can obviously get into the 300s, 350s. They're kind of right around, as crazy as it sounds, it's not right around the middle of the pack. From like 200, 150 to like 250 in that ballpark, they're pretty doggone similar as far as the numbers go. But I really think that uh, Weber State gets out and absolutely boat races them as much as they possibly can. Not to mention, I think that Weber State's defense is going to make the difference. With how slow do Kane plays and with how good they are I think this is where it's really going to come down Weber State 78th in points per game allowed 69th in field goal percentage allowed and 36 in three-point field goal percentage allowed that's going up against a Duquesne offense in those exact same stats that rank 245th points per game 304th in field goal percentage and 277th in three-point field goal percentage you want to back that to get buckets on net go right ahead I ain't doing it my friends you don't believe me believe the trends Weber State 4-1 ATS last five following a straight-up win of 20-plus points. Do not look at their last game where they didn't even have a spread set and expect that they're due for a letdown because it does not happen. They're 12-5 ATS last 17 overall, 9-4 ATS last 13 on the road, and 11-5 ATS last 16 as a road favorite. Duquesne, you know I'm a homer for him. 1-8 ATS, their last nine Monday games. They start the week off slow. Weber's got plenty of rest. They're ready to rock and roll. Give me the Cats, minus 2.5, second best bet of the day. I love it, man. I'm interested in it as hell. Uh, I was I was interested to hear your thoughts on this one because, I mean, I keep mentioning how uh, with these non-conference uh, when I don't know the team, sometimes I lean towards what I think is the better conference, uh, which I would believe is the 8-10 overall, top to bottom. But like you mentioned, Weber State's just one of the top teams in the big sky, and Duquesne mm -hmm. isn't that uh, isn't that solid of a team. So yeah. I am interested in the Weber State. Oh, what's the nickname? I'm blanking. The Cats. Okay. The Wildcats. Uh, they Wildcats might have it. They might have a different uh, nickname too. I'm not sure. They might I'm have not a, sure. They might have one too. There, but I'm I love Weber State minus two and a <laughs> half. Uh, they I think they take care of that by minimum of three points. 
Next game up on tap, my friends. I am going to the matchup between the Citadel Bulldogs and the Presbyterian Blue Hose. That's right. Uh, college has a uh, mascot that is a Blue Hose. Uh, I'm not going to be back in that team. I'm taking my boys, the Citadel Bulldogs, plus three and a half. This line is all bass backwards. This makes no type of sense, and I believe the books are trying to set you up and tell you that Citadel is due for a big letdown just because they had a big win, a big actually 49 or 50-point win over a nobody school. I'll give you a couple trends as to why later. They are not a letdown team. They are what we refer to in the business as a wagon, and they continue to do that exact same thing. Overall, they are the much better team per Ken Palm, 193rd in the nation with a negative 2.77 adjusted efficiency margin. Obviously, you never like to see the negative, but there's they're still a very, very good team even without that, and I think they approve upon these numbers because they're 150th in the nation in offensive efficiency, 263rd in defensive efficiency. They lack there a little bit, but they've played some really, uh, really high-powered offense or one high-powered offense so far. I think they really improve upon that. And then Presbyterian. This doesn't even deserve to be in a minus three favorite conversation. 264th in the nation uh, per Ken Palm. Minus 7.59 adjusted efficiency margin. 258th offensive efficiency and 252nd defensive efficiency. They're not even in the same stratosphere when it comes to overall rank. And I think that Citadel is absolutely going to dog walk them. Speaking of dogs, they were plus 10.5 dogs against Pittsburgh. And they beat them by 10 points. And Pittsburgh ain't no Presbyterian, my friends. So I think this line is so far bass backwards, it's not even funny. And one final or two final things I'm looking at, tempo and Citadel offensively. Citadel is 11th in the nation in tempo, going up against Presbyterian's 332nd tempo in the nation. Citadel's going to boat race them, and they're going to shoot the lights out. 96th in field goal percent, 93rd in three-point field goal percent, and that's going up against a Presbyterian defense. That's 286th in the nation in field goal percentage allowed, and 326th in the nation in three-point field goal percentage allowed. Give me an effing break. They, they're not losing this game by three points, and I don't think that they're going to uh, lose it at all. I think they're going to win it outright by at least 10, but you don't believe me. You might see a play on this later because my partner's bought into it, but believe the trends. Citadel 6-0 ATS last six following a straight-up win of 20-plus points. What did I tell you? They're not a letdown team. They continue to roll. They're also 7-1 ATS last eight after scoring 90-plus points in their previous game. Keep it rolling, boys. Keep it moving, Bulldogs. Citadel 5-2 ATS last seven road games. 5-2 ATS last seven as a road pooch. They're also 11-5 ATS. If you don't know now, you will soon, and I suggest you get prevy to it. I'm a homer for them. Monday games. Presbyterian, 2-9 ATS last 11 following a straight-up win. They are a letdown team, and they're also 1-5-1 ATS last 7 as a home team and as a home favorite. Give me the Citadel Bulldogs plus 3.5 to keep rolling. And like I said, you might see another play out of this just a little on down the show. Like you said, my man, I am all over it with you as well, so keep it steaming down the tracks. Absolutely. I knew there wasn't much we needed to say on that one because uh, we are both on the exact yeah. same page with uh, the Citadel. Citadel plus three and a half. Love them, love them, love them. I did not realize the uh, Presbyterian College was the Blue Hose. That the is, Blue uh, Hose. One of the more, the, one of the more uh, bizarre nicknames in all of college basketball, if I do say so myself. That is yeah. uh, one that I was not uh, expecting. No, the Blue Hose are... Uh, 
Blue hose, not uh, you know H O S E, not H O E S. Okay, my friends, let's. They're not blue hose. They're a blue hose. Let's come on. Let's come on. I know it's Monday. Joked about more. Hey, I don't know, but you're gonna find it here on the TTL Pod, my friends. So you never know what rabbit hole we're diving into. All right, fourth best bet of the day. I'm gonna keep it steaming. Here we go. Another five star play for me. I'm only dishing out five stars today. I'm not putting myself in a ooh five, four star. Maybe this could happen. I'm overly confident. Not overly confident because I never like to say that. I'm very confident in all of the plays here today. Next one up for me. I'm going to the matchup between the Buffalo Bulls, Beefalo, if you are a fan of the show, inside joke, versus the UNT Mean Green, and I'm taking the Beefalo Bulls, minus two. Um, honestly, this just comes down to Buffalo being the way better team than the Mean Green. In, in years past, maybe UNT would be able to kind of keep this game close, but I think Buffalo is just way too doggone high-powered this year, and I think they get this done by six, seven, eight, maybe even ten if they play their cards right. Um, what I see, think too, much like in uh, some of my previous analysis, is I think a lot of the public's going to see UNT as a home dog, a short home dog, plus two, and oh my gosh, I have to scoop that up, they're so valuable, and it's just not valuable at all. Sometimes you have to play the line you see, and Buffalo is perfect at minus two. I actually put this a little closer to minus six, if I do say so myself. Comes down to a few key things for me. Overall rank per Ken Palm, Buffalo, 86 in the nation with a plus nine adjusted efficiency margin. They're 53rd in offensive efficiency, 140th in defensive efficiency. So lacking a little bit on the defensive side. But may I mind you, remind you that they played Michigan and Colorado State. Now, obviously, Michigan a lot more high-powered offensively, but Colorado State can still put in a bucket from time to time, too. They hung with both of those teams. Now they get someone on their level being the mean green, who's really not that mean because UNT, 132nd in the nation, plus 3.88 adjusted efficiency margin. They're only 174th in offensive efficiency, so kind of struggling to get the ball in the hoop. Not doing bad defensively, 91st in the nation, but they really haven't played anybody like Buffalo so far. As far as tempo, this is something that's really, really, really going to be critical for the Bulls. If they get out and run, this is their game, no question, and I think they do. 37th in the nation in tempo, going up against UNT's 337th tempo ranking per Ken Palm. Buffalo's going to boat race them. I mean, you can see it right there by the numbers, and if that's kind of how they have this game planned, there's no question in my mind. They take care of this minus two with ease. Last but certainly not least is continuity, my friends. I know I mentioned this a lot, but it's very, very important. Collegiate teams need to have cohesion if they want to make early runs, middle runs, and then deep potential runs for a tournament, which I think this Buffalo Bulls team could be a team that we're talking about come tournament time. Continuity for the Bulls, 68th in the nation, returning a lot of starters. They're very uh, gelled together already early this year. UNT, 337th. They really don't have many returning starters. They're kind of a mess right now, and I'm just not going to buy into them in any number. Buffalo, as far as trends go, 5-0-1 ATS last six following an ATS loss, so really good rebounding team. Buffalo's also 6-0-1 ATS last seven on the road and 4-0 ATS last four as a road favorite. UNT just has not defended home court in their last few games. 1-4 ATS last 5 overall on their home hardwood. And like I said, put this one a little bit closer to minus 6 in favor of the Bulls. I think they get it done by at least 6, 7, or 8 here today. So fourth best bet of the day before we get into my final one, Buffalo Bulls minus 2. I'm interested, partner. I think I'll lock it in. Uh, The only thing that has me nervous is why is it so short, but I think it's just the books not being yep. super dove into mid-major basketball so i think we're on the right side here because your fucking boy is um yeah and i think i think it's so short because oh they played michigan they played colorado state they didn't get the wins whatever i said it in the analysis now they're getting unt who is way way more on their level than those yeah. previous two teams are and they hung in with michigan and colorado state so right. i think they absolutely boat race the mean green here today so there you go there you have it 
One more play coming from me, my friends. To wrap up all five, you see one, two, three, four. Let's dish out number five with the matchup between the UCSB, that is University of California, Santa Barbara, to you fools. You're about to learn about the Gauchos today going up against the Washington State Cougars. We are not going Cougs today. We are going Gauchos and taking all seven and a half points, plus seven and a half with the Gauchos. Again, five-star play to me, and this is way too many points to be given the Gauchos in this situation. Last year, UCSB uh, finished really, 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 really good um, per Ken Palm, 50th, or 56th in the nation in offensive efficiency, 69th in defensive efficiency. Sputtered a little bit here so far to start the year, but again, I think they're going to get closer and regress positively to those means instead of getting worse, especially against a Washington State team that even though they've had a decent start to this year, they finished last year 167th in offensive efficiency. Not bad defensively, but they didn't have a very strong schedule. 24th in defensive efficiency, and they again, they just did not play the hardest schedule in all of college basketball, so that's why they had a lot of defensive success. I think that they're going to regress, and we're going to start seeing it in this game. They are just simply not a 7.5 point favorite. They don't need to be favored by more than 3 in this game, if at all. I think the Gauchos might pull some nonsense, but I'm not getting that wild. Even though I think that might happen, again, not going to sprinkle. Do not get that crazy, but... I think you possibly could because these teams are just so doggone evenly matched. Actually, UCSB a little bit better. First in points per game offensively. They are also second in field goal percent, 26 in three-point field goal percent. And from the charity stripe, they're shooting 74.4%. That's going up against Washington State, 106th in points per game, 154th field goal percent, 195th three-point field goal percent, and only shooting 68.3 from the charity stripe. So obviously, offensively, Gaucho's way better. What about the defensive side of the ball? Exact same story. 131st in the nation points per game allowed. Third in the nation in field goal percentage allowed. 53rd three-point field goal percentage allowed. And only letting opponents shoot about 65% from the free throw stripe. Whereas Washington State, 118th in the nation points per game allowed. 65th in field goal percentage allowed. 134th in three-point field goal percentage allowed. Going up a Gaucho's team. Again, 26th in the nation in three-point field goal percentage on all offense and they're also very good from the charity stripe going up against the Washington State Cougars who are allowing opponents to shoot about 78 percent from the free throw line I think that the Gauchos own Washington State in this game and they keep this well within seven and a half but you don't believe me believe the trends Gauchos 4-1-1 ATS last six Monday games 12 and 5 ATS last 17 following a straight up win. UCSB is also 4 and 1 ATS last 5 road games and 17 and 8 ATS last 25 as a road dog. Washington State 1 3 and 1 ATS following a ATS win, not a straight up win, an ATS win. So once they get to covering, they get to letting you down. Don't trust them this big of a spread. There is no way you need to be thinking that Washington State is going to take care of business. They were 28-point uh, favorites against Alcorn, didn't get the job done, and then they covered against Seattle as 13-and-a-half-point favorites. Now the line's down to 7-and-a-half. Why do they keep dropping? Why do the books keep making it easier for them? They're really not. They're just playing better opponents now, and they're going to start getting crushed or being in really close games. So give me, closing thought, final play of the day, UCSB Gauchos, plus seven and a half. I'm interested, partner. This is uh, the one that I'm, I guess, a little more tentative on than the other five for whatever reason, but I do like the Gauchos. They were uh, real close to making a nice little March run last year, so... 
think we got a nice little squad here. I do like the points, though. I do like it. Yeah, I think they got that in the back of their minds, man. That was one final thing. I'm glad you mentioned that was one final thing I was going to close with is that was almost a damn tournament team last year. And teams that get really, really close but don't make it, I love them the next year to continue that momentum, keep popping, keep pumping like, hey, theme in the locker room. We were right there, boys. A couple little tweaks. We can be there. So I think that they're going to start rolling here, and I think it starts against uh, Washington State tonight. So there you go. There you have it, my friends. My five best bets of the day. Holy smokes. Holy cow. Let's keep uh, building this proverbial podcast Sunday, if you will. Let me get these dumbass comments off of there. Goodbye. Online oh strips without clothing. You love to see oh that. Uh, let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving with the special play of the day. Gosh, you fucking love the internet sometimes. Uh Today's special play of the day, uh, continue building the proverbial podcast Sunday is what I was trying to say before I saw those comments. What a beauty of a Sunday after that. Oh boy, special play of the day. I'm sorry, it's not the primetime puppy parlay. Let me adjust this for you guys. I got to do some uh, production duties here uh, just real quick. This is now going to be, my friends, not the manda, the monday, my friends, madness parlay. It is now time for today's special play of the day. Okay, so... Told you at the top of the show, three legs on today's parlays, paying out plus 830 odds, so a little bit over 8 to 1. Now we got two NBA legs, one college basketball leg. Listen up, because we're going through, partner, I'll let you dish out any analysis, anything you think behind any of these plays that need to be said. Leg number one, we're going to the matchup between the Lakers and the Bulls, and we are taking, don't you dare call us homers, the Bulls money line the boys are rolling there's no question to question it or no reason to question it just hammer them in make them leg number one leg number two we're going to the matchup between the oklahoma city thunder and the miami heat and we are taking the oklahoma city thunder plus eight and a half they're actually projected to win outright on the one of the sites that we utilize for projections we're not that brave to back them on the money line, but we will gladly take all eight and a half. We think the Heat are still being way overvalued early in the year. And con- on contrast to that, the uh, Thunder are being way undervalued. So we will take the OKC Thunder plus eight and a half second leg. Third and final leg, we're going to the matchup, back to the matchup rather, between the Citadel Bulldogs and the Presbyterian Blue Hose. And we are taking... The Citadel money line. We're not worried about the three and a half. I like the three and a half for my best bet of the day, but partner said, hey, I think it's wrong too. You got me bought into these guys. You got me bought in last year. Now we're already segueing into this year, cashing tickets with them. Let's take the money line right around plus 150. I think it's incredibly valuable. I think this line is so far bass backwards. It's not even funny. I think Hayden Brown's going to come out dropping buckets. I think Tyler Moffey's going to come out dropping buckets. Uh, Higgins going to come out dropping buckets. I think it's John Higgins. I don't want to call him the wrong first name, even though then I just said John there. Either way, I think they're going to be dropping buckets on the heads of the blue hose. So you parlay all three of those up. Plus 830 odds. Nice little $10. Make you holla for $83.93 in total, if you will. Partner, anything uh, I didn't say there that you might want to uh, dish out in regards to our special play? Uh, the only thing I can add as far as defending our uh, Homer-dom fandom here, uh, the Bulls, 5-3 and three over the last eight games over uh, a tough, tough stretch of opponents. The Jazz, the Celtics, twice against the Sixers. Two of them, two of their losses were to the Sixers. They just don't have the recipe to beat them. They've beaten the Nets, the Mavs, obviously got smoked by the Warriors, but then snapped the Clippers' seven-game win streak last night. Now they get to 
camp right out in L.A. for one more night. Lakers are actually on a back-to-back after being in San Antonio last night. Mm. So believe it or not, mm. the uh, Lakers are the home team, but the Bulls have less travel mm. than the home team, mm. oddly enough. So I love our Bulls in this spot, man, to take care of business. And you nailed it. I don't have too much to add about the Thunder. They are undervalued right now. I loved the Heat earlier. Earlier in the season, Jimmy Butler's questionable, but even if he is back, I think it's a, a few too many points here for the Heat and this one tonight. So I am in love with this three-legger that we've got tonight going, partner. I am too. Uh, we were going to put one additional leg on it, but we decided to uh, just stay a little less risky. We decided to not get too crazy. So you know what? One final time, my friends, today's special play of the day, the Monday Madness Parlay. Three legs on that bad boys do not dare call us homers for the first leg the chicago bulls money line second leg the oklahoma city thunder plus eight and a half and the third leg the citadel bulldogs money line parlay all three of those bad boys plus 830 odds and let's get it to the pay window my friends so there you go there you have it today's special play of the day the monday madness parlay well one final thing we have to do here on the uh first half of the show here partner And that is recap all of the day's best bets of the day. So without further ado, they are ready to rock and roll here on the opposite screen. So just got to click a quick couple buttons here and we'll be ready to rock and roll. So rip out your sports books, my friends. Get out your pens and paper if that is what you use or whatever you utilize to take stock of the TTL crew's best bets of the day. Uh, Quickly have to redo something because it was doing that screen fluttering shit it was doing last week about uh, give us all seizures. We don't want to do that for our epileptic viewers. So I appreciate all of you out there as well. So now... Live in prime time, the TTL Crew's best Ooh. bets of the day recapped for you. Who hot steaming live <laughs> from Believe Land, my friend. If you would so kindly turn your attention up straight above us, you'll see my best bets of the day on the left side of the screen. Five coming at you, all mid-majors. It is mid-major Monday, my friends. I'm taking the Bowling Green Falcons, plus 16 and a half. Weber State Wildcats, minus two and a half. The Citadel Bulldogs, plus three and a half. Buffalo Bulls, minus two. And the University of California Santa Barbara Gauchos plus seven and a half turn your attention to the opposite side of that right side of your screen R mags two best bets of the day coming from the NBA slate he's taking the Cleveland Cavaliers plus three who have found some great success against the C's in recent times and the Portland Trailblazers money line directly below that diagonal from us in yonder direction is the Monday Madness Parlay today's special play with a total odds payout of plus 830 you're going to parlay up the Chicago Chicago Bulls money line, the Oklahoma City Thunder plus eight and a half, and the Citadel Bulldogs money line, and we're going to get that special play to the damn pay window. One final thing, my friends. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are primed for ticket cash and in it, whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Okay, my friend. Ooh, baby. I yes, love it. sir. I love it too. There we go. There we have it. Count it down. Five, four, three, two, one. It's time for ticket cashing. They are gone. Today's best bets of the day. No more. All right. That does it for the first half of the show. Well, one final thing we do on the first half of the show before we really kick it back into a little bit of shit talk, a little bit of leans, a little bit of everything in between. Then we get on out of here. Last segment of the first half of the show, today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day. A little bit of ASMR there for you, my friends. Oh, how about that nonsense? 
All right. Told you at the top of the show, we're going to the game at MSG, the Madison Square Garden. New York Knicks welcoming in uh, the Indiana Pacers. Knicks are laying three at home. It was around three and a half. Uh, it's kind of bouncing around a little bit, and then the over-under is at 213. Partner, if you got in front of you over there, is it still uh, same numbers? We moved it all since uh, we have come alive. Uh, it is looking like three and a half in uh, both DraftKings and FanDuel. Okay. Uh, totals are a little differing. 212 and a half on FanDuel. Looks like 214 on DraftKings. So not sure what to make of that. Well, uh, Some big money coming on the over somewhere. Mm. Maybe that's a certain book. I don't know. 84% of money on the over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any Anything in particular as far as the spread goes? Money uh, as far as the split. spread, uh, it looks like the massive, massive money all over the Knicks. Ninety-nine, according Could've to the Action it. app, ninety-nine percent of money on the Knicks. Eighty-two percent of bets. Could have called it. We got to look into too. I got to ask that question. Um, what all books and what consensus they use to to track that? Because um, right. I got to ask that, and I didn't want to answer the wrong thing. So maybe I'll reach out to somebody at Action or try and find out somewhere in general. Like, does it track the books that only you put in there, or like what what the hell actually yeah. does it track? So. All that being said, um, that's kind of what we base it off of. But you know the uh, matchup. You know the lines. You know where everything's at. We don't have a damn clue as to what in the hell is going to happen in this matchup today. So we yield back to the all-knowing cubicle objects that we call the Moneyline Dice. Now, first roll first, home or away. Are we going with the home team at MSG, New York Knicks? It seems like the public's all over them. Will the Moneyline Dice be too? Or are they going to go contrarian and say, give us the paces on the road? We all find out in three, in two, in one. Away team. Okay. Away team, Indiana Pacers. Okay, the Dice have said the Pacers. Now, will we be getting the three and a half with the Pacers. Are we going to get wild and hammer in a nice plus money, Paulie? We all find out in three and two in one. Money line. Okay. Money line. Money line. Hey. You see, oh, oh, I guess you got to see the money line. I guess I should uh, be doing that. All right, there we go. So, first unofficial pick, the dice have said indiana pacers money line now wild card roll will they be doubling down will they say hey we need a little extra screen time all the dots weren't connecting so far one more roll please or are they just going to say forget all that we're going to the total we're giving you two tickets to cash we once again find out in three in two in one. Ooh, home ats ah damn you dice all right that's all right little oh 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 hey ho ha hey ho hey ho hey ho watch out What's going on? Dice oh, on no. the loose. Dice on the loose. We're all right, though. It's okay. It's all right. Now, Dice, I'm going to have to ask you to stop jacking around because the last mm-hmm. time you did this on the show, you jacked us up. So, lucky blow. They're all good. Everything's fine. The dust is off of them now. Okay. Homer away. No jazz. What are you giving us? Shoot. Home team. Okay. Home team. Just so you see. Okay. ATS money line. ATS. Home ATS for the Moneyline Dice wild card roll. Here it is in three, two, one. Over. Over. Okay. Knicks and the over. Over. Okay. Okay. Not thrilled. Not thrilled either. But the dice have spoken. If you. Win a guaranteed take two tickets to the window tonight. Not per us, 
for the money line dice. No questions, no qualms, no quarries. Hammer in right now. Maybe only a quarter of a unit. New York Knicks, minus three and a half. And the over, 213, we'll say right in the middle, whatever it currently is on your book. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. I'm, uh, I'm a little Thank concerned. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pacers whooped up on the Knicks uh, a couple weeks ago, 111 to 98 in Indiana. Yeah, as a I happen to favorite. see that. I happen to see that. Um, and the Knicks ain't playing yeah, the best ball right now, yeah, but hey, in the yeah. dice we fucking trust. In, in the dice we trust. Yep. In the dice we trust. Yep. Okay. Okay, Dice, uh, sleep well, and uh, hopefully we're having good conversations on tomorrow's show, or else those antics, once again, might get you stuck in the penalty box for a show. Mm-hmm. Or maybe lose a Dice for the day or something, maybe yeah. lose the wild card day. Who knows, who knows we'll what happens, who knows we'll see. what happens. The punishment may have to fit the crime. Hey, there, we'll see what happens, but hey, we're hey. talking about losing. We're talking about losing here, and dice what the money line, deuce, the money line Dice do is win. So in the Dice, we trust. Knicks minus three over 213. Book it. All right, there you go. There you have it, my friends. The final segment of the first half of the show. Now, second half of the show, about to get underway. We got about another 15 minutes or so, maybe a little bit longer, 15, half, somewhere in the, you know, always take the uh, over here at the Talking Line pod. We're going to talk some shit, talk some leans, uh, get into our max sidebar, get you guys a little bit of motivation with my minutes uh, at the very end of the show, and then we'll get on out of here. So... Let's get on into that second half of the show. Again, if you guys got any questions, this is even more of an open platform now. So you guys got any questions about anything in general? Hell, you just want to even know what my favorite color is. Drop it in the comments. I will answer it live on the show. But for now, it's time for that second half. Our mag sidebar, a little bit of banter, some TTL announcements. Partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 160. Three of the TTL pod on this absolutely gorgeous November 15th, also known as the day my pops was born, 2021. Partner, do you know where I'm going with this? I'm waking up to choose some violence here. We talked about it last week. Ah, uh, son of a bitch. I'd give it to me. We've been waiting Knock. all NFL Knock. season long for a fantasy football showdown between uh, this man right here and myself. And alas, unless unless uh, Mr. Van Jefferson is uh, good for uh, a nice crisp, what is it, 70-point outing, something like that, uh, it is going to be a big old fat W in uh, my win column over here to get me back into a fantastic spot going forward and to bury this man into the dirt. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't need to – I apologize that you're a casualty of the, uh, the, uh, the uh, steaming down the tracks train that is my fantasy football team right now. Because I'd love to see you in the playoffs with me. Uh, but uh, alas, it does not appear that that might be the case. Unless you get scorching hot, it's not over. No, the it's over. Close. It's, it's over. It's over for you. It's fucking but, uh, over. I am turning into that guy that is no longer setting his fucking fantasy lineups. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. It came to a point for me to where I had to, uh, I have to depend on, that's right, Van Jefferson as my wide receiver two. And oh, who might be my wide receiver one? Oh, that's right, Elijah Moore. So just absolutely electric. Uh, never had a shot in hell uh, with Mag's uh, team having just all of their uh, career career best days in fantasy. Um, the league they decided, uh, the day they decided to play me, um, absolutely insane. Saying, when's the last time you'll ever think Daryl Williams is going to touch 30 fantasy points in the game? Yeah, fucking right. Um, a lot you of, know, a lot I'm of... not complaining, but uh, it was bullshit. TJ Hawkinson went to fucking <laughs> overtime, had zero catches, zero receptions, nothing at all. Uh, went to fucking overtime. NCAA, it, it, it was bullshit. It's a bullshit loss. 
congratulations to you. Wonderful golf clap. Terrific. I'm out of the playoffs because <laughs> it's just been nothing but bullshit all year. I'm tired of it. It is tough. You've got a lot of points scoring for being a 3-7 it's, it's, team. But. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, a lot. I know, it seems like a lot of fantasy owners of CEH, Clyde Edwards, are hilarious. Obviously, obviously he's been hurt, but they're pissed that I think Daryl Williams had like nine catches for some un, un, unbelievable amount of yards, and they're like, how the hell is this man getting used like this when we've got CEH, even when he is in there, putting up 10, 11 points max? So I, I rightfully so, but uh, it's Bush League. Mr. Dearness Johnson uh, deserves an apology from you as a uh, starting running back, my friend. Yeah, I I will walk back my words on that one. Uh, Dearness <laughs> Johnson is a viable starting running back in the uh, NFL when it comes to fantasy. I held on to him all last year. He did get a couple of starts, and in those exact spots, he was very lackluster. I was hanging on to it still yesterday. I was like, ah, he's playing this Pats team. And fuck, they beat him 42-7 to seven for crying out loud, and the little cocksucker got fucking another 30 points. So it's just like, boys, what are we doing here? What are we? How does a running back get 30 points, and that the running back on that team only scored seven points the entire day? I, I Whatever. Whatever, man. More, more power to you. Good luck in the playoffs. Right. Good luck in the playoffs. Hey, I got some work to do to get there. Son of a bitch. And then you got CeeDee Lamb. All of a sudden, the Cowboys just come out of nowhere and absolutely have that. their seasons turn around. Sky no longer falling in the star, my friends. Don't worry about uh-huh. that. The Falcons are completely effing dead. I thought that maybe on some far distant planet, um, help me out with the Atlanta Falcons head coach, Arthur Smith, as Arthur, soon as I yeah. said it. I thought that old Artie was going to uh, have the boards ready to rock and roll. It was on uh, my balcony bets, Moneyline Parlay of the Day. They're plus 10.5. Shit, couldn't even keep it in 10.5 to uh, do that. So that. That was absolutely brutal. And then you had Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson absolutely shit off against the uh, Chargers defense. That was uh, terrific. So, or not Justin Van Jefferson. Je- Justin Jefferson. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of my Van <laughs> Jefferson. Either way, not uh, not great, my friend. Not great. And, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, my team. Team not good. Not That's good. All right. More power That's to you. Right. Congratulations. Good luck in the playoffs. I appreciate you. All right. You done fucking gloating? Can we talk about some yeah, lines? That's all I need. Oh, yeah, that's all I fuck's need. sakes. All right. We're- we're trying to dive into the Atlanta NFL game first. Uh, yeah, actually, that uh, that you mentioned that instead of some fucking mid major, just because I get half chubbed through mid major <laughs> and I can talk about them for another year. Um, if you if you guys question, like if you saw me getting bananas and like saying I am gonna be cashing mid major mid major tickets, kids, like stick with me. I'm telling you, stick with me. If you thought I was bullshitting, like I hope you know by now. Like this is mid major Mondays. I got a whole other list of them, but let's get into the NFL. Uh, partner, last I looked, Rams on the road in the Levi Stadium, giving three and a half to the 49ers, and total still holding firm at 50. Uh, looks like a little uh, hook up to 50 and a half on FanDuel, still hanging at 50 Fuck on that. DraftKings. Fuck that. Okay, so why say fook that? Because the under is four and two in the last six meetings overall, and four and two in the last six meetings in San Francisco, they when they get to the old Bay Area, I don't know where to go with this one, man. I was thinking under, and then man, every time I feel like under in a prime time is when it goes over, and then I say, okay, it's time to go over, and then we have the Browns and the Jets finishing at seventeen. What the hell is going on? 
I don't know, man. And I really, 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 really think the over is the most valuable play in this one. But I also thought it was yesterday, too, in the Packers and the Seahawks. Like, I know it was bound to be a snow game, but I knew it wasn't going to be 10 feet of snow by game time. I knew it was probably going to be like that in the third quarter, fourth quarter. It's generally when it happens in Green Bay if it's not snowing by by game time. For It's weird how that always happens, but if it's not snowing at game time, it just, like, won't happen. Because even the game we went to, like, it happened like that, too. It's just so fucking bizarre. It's super funny you mentioned that because I'll uh, give my point in a second. Because before the game, it was snowing up until like 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, so like an hour and a half before. And then my, me and my brother's like, oh, it looks like it's going to uh, stop. It'll be clear the whole game. And I'm like, nah, just you watch. Like third, fourth quarter, it's going to start. And it wasn't like downpouring. We were in a spot no. for a while where it like didn't even reach us at the at the stands. And then uh, there was a sp- uh, like five minutes it was really coming down for a second then i was like i told you i yep. told you third, it, just, fourth quarter. It, it adds to the effect man it, like the, oh the third gosh, quarter dude. and like lambeau field and just snow coming down is Under just the lights oh, too gorgeous dude. gorgeous oh. just fucking terrific and then you're then you're just beating on each other's drums all day and all night and fucking blasting each other as you're all excited ye fucking <laughs> on. anyways i also agree with you uh my biggest lean again if we were super confident we would have given it out on this show but my yeah. biggest lean that i like the most is the over uh because the rams seems a little too easy at three and a half although i do yep. like it because i think yep. the 49ers are broken but yep. at the same time you look back and of all the teams that they play the best against it is this rams team and you know part of me was thinking like there's a lot of jared goff cooked into what has happened over mm. the last couple of mm. seasons and so may it makes me mm. think that stafford in this offense can yes how'd that work out enough. for you yesterday your fucking fade golf train didn't work out so hot it didn't, exactly it didn't yeah, work so, there, so. <laughs> and <sighs> another sort of fuck jared goff they have stafford now i don't like it because their offense honestly i mean their offense isn't playing great now now you take away robert woods and i don't know what we see from obj either they'll sprinkle him in and not use him much at all or there's going to be some uh, you know trying to build some chemistry that's not going to be there quite yet so i am really nervous about the uh, the Rams spread but i do not trust the niners enough this season to take care of that three and a half so let me ask you this, because I don't really trust the 49ers either, and they've been really giving me a lot of just just pause for concern yeah. of, like, what really is this QB situation? And let me ask you this. Do you think Shanahan kind of becomes that next coach that, oh, fuck, I put all of my eggs in a basket on a quarterback. I found out that he doesn't fit in my system, and I am too hard-headed to work my system around my pick, so I'm just going to waste him and because like they they have no reason to play Jimmy G like in my opinion like Trey Lance could do what Jimmy G is doing in, in my opinion I mean call me crazy but either way so I, the bulk of that question is Shanahan kind of going down that because he's made comments as to like oh kind of along the lines of like oh well he needs to fit into the system I'm not gonna f- make my system fit him and so what do you think on that I don't know I I just don't think I kind of disagree a little bit. I don't think Trey Lance is quite there yet as far as mm. a finished product, as far as like a passing, you know, an accurate passer. And I, and I don't live, love Jimmy G, but Ugh. it's really interesting. Shanahan's records with his quarterbacks. I mean, even this year, despite some losses the last few weeks, his record with Jimmy G compared to any other quarterback throughout his time in San Francisco, Shanahan, his record's actually pretty damn solid with Jimmy G. Right. And so I don't think Trey Lance is ready there yet, and I think he makes them a worse football team right now. But like I said, I don't yeah. trust them enough. I don't think they're a very good uh, complete team right now. They just aren't playing good football. You look back, I mean, they took care of your Bears. That was the one spot I hey, took them in. fuck off, okay? I'm not trying to take a jab. They had a, It was a nice matchup for the Niners, and I, I – 
because of the success they've had recently, it makes me think they can yeah. hang in there with them. But yeah, you know, you had that monsoon river rain against the Colts, so you can't really draw too much. A there. river in the sky. <laughs> But let's be serious. I mean, I don't like to deduct like this, but they got their ass kicked by Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals last week. And look what Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals did yesterday. They were a dumpster fire. Well, let me and point you to also Mike White. Um, no film, one start. What the hell is this guy? Holy shit, he just goes off. Next game, comes in. They got sure. film on him. He gets fucking obliterated. Sure. I think it's the exact same That's thing. Fair. Hey, I, you, know, you know I love me a good Colt. In my fucking name is yeah, what I go by, but fair. I think uh, Colt McCoy has. If if Kyler ain't back this week, Colt might get absolutely obliterated. So yeah, yeah. I I kind of think that's what it was like product of. But man, I, I don't know. I th- I'm I lean with you, dude. I think the 49ers are kind of broken. I, I really so, think they're broken, and I I, I just I can't trust have, them. I think I might have some type of play on the over and some type of way a goofy little. Maybe I'll stay away from a parlay uh, or like a you know Rams money line and a little like uh, buy a few points on the over, get it down to forty five. I don't know. I I think I'm probably my most confident is the over fifty. Because I, I definitely won't be doing a full unit on it though. Well, if the 49ers are going to hang their hat on anything, it's going to be defense. Like their offense ain't worth a hot damn. And if the Rams are going to hang their hat on anything, I think it's going to be defense too because I don't I don't think we see two shitty ass back to back weeks from the Rams. And then right. I also don't know what type of offensive production they're going to see because Cooper Cup is terrific out of the slot and terrific as their number two option. What, I'm glad you mentioned. Uh, what the hell is going to happen there? Yeah, sorry, I light bulb clicked in my head because I had a stat. Rams under Sean McVay in the McVay area, 14-6-1 ATS after a straight-up loss. So like you said, I think there might be something to that as far as yeah. taking one on the chin and then really bouncing back. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, this is the team that they have not been able to get over the hill against. And so. theoretically, like you you can't expect OBJ to come in today and have seven catches for 180 no. yards. Like You can't expect that. And I think if anybody gets the work today – Van Jefferson is going to fly under the radar of the 49ers because I think they know Cup's elevated to wide receiver one. They're thinking a little bit about OBJ, like, okay, fuck, McVay has been holding the poker face for the last two weeks on this. Like, I'm sure they knew they were getting OBJ before anybody, man, like the way way they worked. So I think that Van Jefferson might be the one that gets to work today. I'm concerned that something happens with Cooper Cup, and I love Cooper Cup. I don't, uh, this is not a knock on him, anything. I just think now with Robert Woods being out for the season, I just don't think Cooper Cup is a wide receiver one, and where they had him and how they worked him in the the offense is where he needs to be, and yeah. that's how he potentially becomes the offensive player of the year because he's leading the wide receivers in every single statistical category you possibly can right now in right. 2021. So I I don't know, man. I, I think I, it's going to be more of a low scoring game. I really do, and I I okay. think I think that it, it, it everything's pointing to yeah, this one fucking blows over. They're just absolutely going to destroy each other, but. I think kind of because of those factors, I lean more towards the under, honestly. Quite possibly, and maybe I think they maybe will try to keep Cooper Cup in the same role, but mm-hmm. without Robert Woods, that might not work out, especially without yep. Odell having the cohesive cohesiveness. Because I mean, when did he get here? He hasn't even been there a full week of Thursday, like, actual... I think it was. Yeah, Wednesday Thursday or Friday. Thursday. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's like how are we going to get him up to game speed by? Well, what's even Monday crazier is I heard. Um, who did I hear? Oh, Diana Rossini. Shout out, Ma Diana Rossini, back in uh, back in action now. Oh, Mom uh-huh. Power. She we hadn't seen her around for a long time, and I totally forgot she had just had a baby. And now she, I saw her on the sidelines yesterday watching fantasy, and um, she was talking about how they might be expecting OBJ to fucking get some punt return duties. 
Like you're gonna you're gonna put that man doing punt return duties? No, stop, quit. No, you want? Do you want him? Do you want him back on the IR tomorrow? Like, don't, just don't. That's yeah, stupid. As far as that, it's that's not worth stupid. it. I mean, he's done it before, but yes, yeah, it, it seems like that's I don't know. That might be some that's gamesmanship insane. or just trying to get him involved Maybe. somehow. But like you said, that's just too What's dangerous the for a guy What's the like point? that. What's the point? Yeah, like oh, we got to get you involved. Let's give you punt return duties. Oh, there there goes his MCL and PCL, <laughs> right? But like we like we just gave him a fucking deal. Right. Terrific. Like that's that's just dumb. Don't do that, Rams. If you're listening, no. don't do that. Um, uh, speaking of MCL, sorry to cut you off. Got a little mini breaking news. Aaron Jones only going to miss one or two weeks. It looks like really, uh, but Good. that's it's a lot better than what it could have been. He had like tears in his eyes, thinking it was going to be the season. Yeah, that's what I thought, and like I never like to wish injury upon anybody or anything like that. But that's that 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 um, a lot of that offense outside of number twelve, that offense runs through thirty three. And I mean, like he he yeah. has lived up to every single fucking penny that they have given him this year. And I, I yeah. love Aaron Jones. I, I shouldn't. I hate the Packers. I hate everything about them. I love Aaron Jones as a human he's and as a, a player. So it, a it, it low key got me when he. I was like, oh no, don't go down. I was like, okay, fucking Seahawks, but no, not Aaron Jones, not yeah. fucking Aaron Jones. But yeah, right. man. So that's that's huge news. That is huge. And then. Speaking of knees, injuries, Baker's day-to-day with his knee, um, mm. but he's also feeling good this morning, whatever the hell that means. Did he get knocked <laughs> out of the game yesterday? I think he ended up – I fucking turned it off once once I mean, they yeah, went up by fucking, like 38. I was yeah. like, well, that ticket's cashed. I don't even – let me go right. sweat somewhere else. But, yeah, I, I don't know if he – I think, yeah, he did get knocked out because um, – who's their backup? Uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum, Case Keenum yeah. came in and uh, backed him up. And then uh, Cam Newton's going to get most of the first uh, first team rep. Shout out, speaking of another quarterback, I told you Superman was coming back. I was fucking losing my mind on Friday's show when it got announced. It got announced live on the show. Man, I am so excited. He got a rushing touchdown. I'm back. Passing touchdown. I'm back times two. I mean, the the original prodigal son of Carolina has come back and ready to absolutely blow through the NFC South and just might have the opportunity to with what we saw from the Bucks yesterday. What about this for a uh, first matchup as the starter next week at home versus River Ro- Riverboat Ron, his former coach in the Washington football wow. team, Carolina Panthers sitting wow. at minus three right now. But hey, Riverboat Ron put together a performance yesterday, dude. You what know, it's happened? just as if they act like they know what's going. Like the inner the NFL, know, like how in the hell did that happen? Like how in the right. hell did Cam Newton get picked up by the Panthers? Nobody thought he was going to play again in 2021. He gets picked up by the team that picks him up or drafts him as number one overall. And now he plays the coach that's coaching the football. Football team, the dumpster fire of the NFL that ended up drafting. Like, how does that even happen? Um, what was the question you asked me that just absolutely blew my mind? What did you just ask me? Uh, I don't know if I asked the question. It's oh no! Like how about how about that. how about Washington football team yesterday? What what they oh, did yes. yesterday? Yes, yes, yes. Fucking hell, dude! And oh, there's another thing for fantasy. I got fucking Tom Brady as my QB one. <laughs> two picks within the first two minutes. Three picks in the first seven. I mean, I, I it blows my mind. I I couldn't believe. The the final the, the 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 final straw for me was last week with the football team or two weeks ago. I buried him. It was over with. It was done. I didn't even see the hand popping out like the old Undertaker glove anymore out of the grave. They were done. I didn't even have the backhoe on gravesite anymore for a potential <laughs> dig out. And then no. they go out to fu- they go to no they were in Washington. Either way, they get the W. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I couldn't believe it. The outright win as uh, what they close as nine and a half, eight and a half, whatever. Something like that. And then I think it's also safe to say, my friends, that um, 
the Lions are not the public dog you need to be putting your money on. Not not whatsoever. The, uh, the, the Lions are a fucking dumpster fire, and they might be the first team to go 0-16-1 in, uh, in the NFL. Condolences to anyone that had an 0-17 uh, Lions to go 0-17 ticket, man. The, it's so stupid. I mean, oh, the, Vegas. the tickets, the oh, tickets Vegas. that I kept saying is like, wow, does this, does this lose? Because it's like team to go winless, but then in parentheses it says 0-17, and it's like, ah, because it says 0-17. 0-17. 0-17, oh, so baby. Man. Yep. But, uh, That's Vegas hey, being Vegas, baby. You got to yeah. read before you place a wager. Make mm-hmm. sure you know everything. You can't bitch about it if it's there, my friends. So that's... That's crazy, but um, obviously they can't. Uh, they can't go 0 and 16. They can't go 0 and 17. They can't be like the Browns in 08 or whatever it was. They can't be like the Lions back in 2014 or whatever it was when they did that shit. So we'll see. Only they up got from a banged here. up. They got a banged up Cleveland team this upcoming week in Cleveland. Then I believe they play your Bears on Thanksgiving. Lions always is a little sneaky on Thanksgiving. Okay, speaking of my Bears. I was going to tweet this out, but I didn't have enough coyons, and I just did, I, I didn't know if I was approaching it right now. This might be the wrong guy to ask, the Packers fan. But, dude, if the Lions – I now, now, granted, I know it was with Mason Rudolph, but what, what's really how much of a difference is there between Big Ben and Mason Rudolph right now? I mean, not a whole huge gaping gap. I mean, it, it was worth a point on the fucking line, for crying out loud. It wasn't worth craziness. Um, it, the, the reason why I dropped to five and a half by game time is just because people were throwing money at the Lions. The Vegas right. had to do it. But if the Lions do that, take them to overtime in a shit fest of a game. I mean, rain, sleet, snow, left, right, center, girls getting caught on the hot mic saying, fuck you, Pittsburgh, this and that. Did you, did you watch that game at I, all? There was a hot mic the whole time, and it was like, any... fuck you, Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, it was hilarious. Yeah. Just how bad are the Chicago Bears. If they lost to the Steelers and had to scrap all the way back in and never held the lead at any point in time, just how bad are the Bears? And everybody's saying that the game's slowing down for them. Cool, but I just... That doesn't win you ball games. I don't know. It's weird to deduct on it because... Because like you said, I've been a a big... uh, non-believer of what big ben is this year so i and mason rudolph isn't good but i i don't think i don't think it's that big of a drop off from big ben i mean he's significantly more mobile than big big ben is i've been joking all year that if you ever thought big ben had cinder blocks on his feet then he's got anvils this year oh and so uh, yeah i don't know man because the one thing that i've been waiting for and i was expecting last week and in addition yesterday I ended up back in the Steelers when it dropped down a little bit was that I thought their defense was going to not just be good but be an absolute dominant force and they mm-hmm. were for a little bit against that Bears and like I was at Lambeau yesterday so I didn't get to see much of the game in that type of game against a winless team you have to have your defense maybe you know get a turnover in enemy mm-hmm. territory uh, get a defensive touchdown something because I don't know, man. There's they, a lot of buzz that because uh, it was it was a nice performance from the Bears, and they probably should have won that game with the officiating. Yeah. If I can lend on to you, so yeah. I mean, the Bears are better than the Lions, but <sighs> I, I don't know, man. I, I, the Lions aren't as bad as their record says. They're not good by any means, but they're. I don't even think they're the worst know. team in the league on paper. The game. Uh, the reason why I just went into that rabbit hole, and I'm glad where you kind of the perspective you gave is just because. 
we play the Lions, man, and I'm not overly confident uh, in two Lions weeks from now. Like man. Lions what? on Thanksgiving, that's the Lions' fucking day, man. And like, I just, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I want to play the Lions with my no. current team on Thanksgiving. No, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how we really needed that win before going into the bye. We really, really, really needed it. And I, I don't know. The Ravens this week, man. Yikes! Ugh. Yikes! Yeah, Ravens not great. Need a win. Not ideal. Not ideal. Not ideal whatsoever. But all that being said. That's about, uh, hey, there's there's how we get into an NFL rabbit hole real Love. fast, quick, and in a hurry, just giving you some leans on tonight's game. Uh, so there's that. There's everything in between. A uh, couple of quick updates because uh, we are right at quarter after the hour, top of the hour, top of 11 o'clock hour. Um, a couple of quick updates here. Obviously, CBB is full in live swing. We are just getting just barely dove into that. I mean, we have the next six months of basketball, my friend. So strap in. It's going to keep rocking and rolling. It's only getting good. We, we sleep in May. I mean, it ain't even getting to like 10, 11 noon games yet. We haven't even reached that point where we're only starting at 2, 3 p.m. We, we, we still got loads of time to get through. So stay tuned here. We'll be diving even more uh, deep into college basketball. Uh, be covering, got some additional content and stuff coming out in regards to that too. So keep the eyes peeled. And then as far as our additional shows, Wise Words, reminder, no Wise Words episode this week. No episode of Wise Words is dropping. Last week, we wrapped up season one with episode number 10 and the legendary DRS, Donnie Wrightside Seymour, gambling Twitter legend and legend all over the sports gambling space. So if you have not watched that episode, go watch it. Get your dose of wise words. Go back and check out the previous episodes. They got better episode by episode by episode, if I do say so myself, but they're all equally just absolutely electric. Um, Nothing but great information and most importantly, wise words from some of the best wise guys in the industry. That's how it got wise words. If you didn't know, there a little, a uh, little bit of uh, wait, and now you know moment. So hey, we don't make the rules. Hey, we don't make the rules. That's the hey, way it is. Uh, that all being said, uh, season two, next week, next Wednesday, episode one will be dropping 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll be reminding you about it uh, through the course of the week, and then when next week starts, so you guys don't forget. But absolutely electric guest um one, maybe one of the biggest guests we've had so far um just in terms of like their position with what they do um absolutely insane that we have an opportunity to talk to this guy so can't wait can't wait to tell you about him can't wait for you guys to learn about him and can't wait for us to get some wise words from him so season two episode one wise words drops next wednesday 12 p.m central standard time uh, Cup of Joe on campus will continue to rage on uh, we obviously had it this saturday 8 30 a.m we went till about uh 10 o'clock right around in there Something I think like it was, yes, yeah, about an hour, hour and a half. We cover, we cover everything college football, everything college basketball. We run down the whole slates for both of them game by game, tell you if we're staying away, if we got some question marks on them, maybe we need to deliberate, or maybe we got plays that you need to hammer in outside of them. Uh, we did really solid uh, across the board, or at least I, I know kind of spun the wheels a little bit over there, partner, as far as college football, but absolutely football, destroyed yeah. college basketball. Mm-hmm. I was pretty solid all the way across the board on both. Yeah. So I think uh, doing that is really nice, has been really nice for us from a capping standpoint too. get up in the morning have a cup of joe with you guys talk some shit just kind of look at them from more of a, a pulled back perspective instead of let's look at all the analysis and everything we possibly can let's just talk some shit how's it feeling this morning have we seen line right. movement what's going on so you love college football college basketball you want bets you just want to talk about them in general you want to drop some comments in and uh, have some questions answered saturday morning when you're trying to smash in your own bets and put them on your card 
Come on over to Cup of Joe on campus, 8.30 a.m. every single Saturday. It is not available on any podcast directories, though. You got to watch the live stream either on our YouTube channel, our Twitter, or our Facebook, all of which you can find in this episode's link tree. Ooh, I got to add, totally forgot, got to add the uh, Facebook to the link tree. I think I, I, I don't think I did, uh, two link trees. So now that I think about that, I think Let I me. wrote that down in my notes as well, and uh, I don't know if we did that or not. All right. Well, uh, good uh, good thing, you know, hey, here we just uh, we talk about some stuff, and stuff pops up. So there you go. There you have it. Uh, <laughs> as far as that, speaking of Linktree, uh, you're looking for more TTL Crew content like my UFC pick blog every Saturday or Mag's Extra Cheddar blog every Sunday or maybe something else we got going on. Stop by this episode's description in that Linktree or just go to talkintheline.com. You will find all of our additional content, our social platforms, and everything in between. You can even bet right from TalkingTheLine.com. You can play our best bets of the day. You can check out live lines and odds. We have it all on our website. Go check it out. Can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you guys do. Uh, Be sure to drop us a follow, like, share, everything in between. Smash that subscribe button, whatever your platform uh, you're watching today's show on. Hit that notification bell on YouTube so you don't miss any additional content or a live show so you can get the best value out there. Even though we don't believe in CLV, it all belongs in the CLV trash can. Shout out Sportsbook and SIG. All that being said, partner, anything I missed, didn't uh, discuss, didn't lay out before I give these kind folks some motivation to get them on about their Monday until we see them for tomorrow's show. Uh, looks like the only bit of news is that Kareem Hunt could be closer to a return. Oh, really? Bye. Okay. Usually uh, we get Browns. Browns uh, Browns seem to be the most quick on the trigger as far uh, as kind of letting yeah. news out and like what's uh. going on. So typically, like the earlier in the week we see Browns is what I'm kind of starting to see as the trend here. 100%. Just something I picked up. Not that it matters <laughs> yeah. one way or another, but hey, it's kind of Definitely weird that is. the Browns no, are the now one. that you mentioned it, 100. percent Yeah, because they're like I got four notifications right here, and all four of them are Browns. So it's like yeah. hmm, really interesting. All right, well there you go, there you have it, my friends. One final segment we need to stop by and can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys sticking all the way through to this final one. Something I uh, have promised I would do for you guys and something I think we all need. Because even sometimes I sit here and talk and I need to hear my own damn words. So, last segment of the day, my motivation minutes. Now, I told you at the top of the show, uh, closed out Friday's episode uh, with a John Wooden quote. And I thought, well, best time to just do another one would be on Monday. So why don't from here on out I just start every single Monday with a John Wooden quote and then I'll close the week on Friday with another John Wooden quote. It's college basketball time of the year. He's got loads of them. I guarantee you I can spend the next six months on a Monday and a Friday dishing one out and giving you a little perspective. So I will continue to do so. Now on Friday, I gave you this quote, make each day your masterpiece. Now, obviously rhetorical. Obviously I can't talk to you right now, but Did you take the opportunity to make each day your masterpiece this weekend? Did you make this weekend your masterpiece? And whatever your answer might be, maybe you won't hit that reset button. Maybe you found that feeling and son of a gun, I'm going to keep doing this all week. I I found something in whatever Colton told me and how I can make this day my masterpiece and I'm going to keep doing it. So think about that, but I kind of wanted to segue off of that and it's kind of kind of along the same lines of when you're trying to make your own masterpiece and, and forge your own path. And I mentioned this to you, uh, pre-show partner, the, the consistent, persistent pursuit of your passion. Um, shout out, uh, David, uh, Mendelssohn, I believe that is, uh, I gotta make sure I'll shout him out later. Um, but the consistent, persistent pursuit of your passion, um, when it all comes down to that, you're going to face adversity. You're just going to bottom line, point blank period. I talk about it all the time in my motivation minutes in this life. 
you better get comfortable being uncomfortable because more oftentimes than not, you're going to be in a hallway. Now, what you can always remember is what do I mean by a hallway? When one door opens, another do or one door closes, another door opens, but it is a some bitch in that hallway. That's where you're battling the demons, you're battling your you want to leave a job or you're battling your boss or maybe you want to leave a relationship and you're trying to figure that out or you're trying to achieve a dream or a goal and you keep hitting wall after wall after wall in your path. That is the hallway. But I want you to remember today that the quicker you fall in love with those hallways, the quicker that you just take a moment to walk slowly through the hallway and take stock of what's going on instead of just running from door to door and, oh my gosh, I got to get to that goal, forget everything. The quicker you worry about that hallway, the quicker that next door comes to you. And it may not seem like it. It may not seem rational at all, because if you think about it in your mind, well, the faster I walk down the hallway, the quicker I'm going to get to the door, Colt. How the fuck does that make any sense? Au contraire, my friend, because maybe you miss a picture on the wall that was really, really important for you to get to that door. Maybe you miss how many light sockets were on the wall because you needed a little extra charge on your phone on the way there. Maybe you missed what color the carpet was and you were really supposed to know because it is the only way that you can get in to the door because there's a gatekeeper there that's asking you what color was back there, but oh, it's not the same color under your feet now. Maybe you're not taking stock of that hallway and maybe it's time you do so. So the John Wooden quote that I wanted to share with you guys today in relation to all of that, in the preface of today's Motivation Minutes, adversity is the state in which man most easily becomes acquainted with himself, being especially free of admirers then. Adversity is the state in which man most easily becomes acquainted with himself, being especially free of admirers then. And I wanted to focus finally closing it up because I've pretty much gave you the perspective on the beginning half of that quote um, with the preface here. But closing it out, being especially free of admirers then. And I know you've heard it before. Seems like everybody wants to be around once you're on the top. But when you're in those hallways, really few people are hanging out, walking down the hallway with you too. Most of the time you find yourself in those hallways, then you get to the other door. Now all of a sudden, everybody wants to cram themselves in the door with you. Hey, I was here. I was part of that. Wait, wait, wait. I said something to you down the road. It's funny that the more people you try to bring yourself around or, 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 or try to fulfill yourself with, with your, when you're going through adversity, generally are those people aren't going to give you the right answer. And the more answers you look for, that's just going to cloud your judgment even more. And then once you get to the goal, or probably because you had to figure it all out yourself, those people who gave you just a little bit of advice that probably wasn't even advice to you at all are going to start raising their head. Oh, what about me? What about me? And the more that you worry about those things is the more that you're not going to reach your goals. The more that you are going to get stuck in the hallway trying to figure out what who, who's, whose opinion even matters here? What, what, even, what even happens? And my friends, I'll leave you with this to think about. If you have to get out of the hallway in order to go find someone to battle the hallway with you, maybe those aren't the people that need to be there to go battle, go to battle with you. Maybe you need to be with the people who, if you're in a situation, you can instantly know, yep, that, that call them, no question, no harm, no foul. If you have to question whether or not somebody is like really there for you in adversity, Maybe they don't need to be in your life. 
I don't know. I'm not a genius. I'm not a shawarman. That's just kind of what I know. So one final time today, adversity is the state in which man most easily becomes acquainted with himself being especially free of admirers then. So don't run away from adversity. Attack adversity head on. And if you don't see anybody around you, that's okay. It gives you time to find who you really are and what you're really about. And maybe that's what you need most right now. And surrounding yourselves with this, that, and the other and John Smith and Sally Q Sample isn't going to help you do that. So fall in love with the process. Forget the product. Remember that when one door closes... Another door opens, but sometimes it is a some bitch in the hallway. And one final time, remember today, my friends, adversity is the state in which man most easily becomes acquainted with himself, being especially free of, of admirers then. Embrace adversity, my friends. It's the only way you're going to find yourself and the only way you're going to grow. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Fantastic stuff, my man. I won't give too much of my two cents here because we're at an hour and a half, but goodness Phew. gracious, that was some good stuff, dude. Hey, well, hey, I appreciate it. I know I got a little windy there, but uh, no, that, that, one, uh, that one really uh, hit me straight in the feels here this morning. And I said, oh, shit, I forgot. That was good stuff. That was a damn good one that he had. I need to bring a little perspective because that is how I live my life. So there you go. You know if you've tuned, tuned in before, I'll say it here today. I've said it a million times before. One door closes, another door opens, but it is fucking hell in the hallway, boys. Just get to enjoy in the hallway, and this life becomes a lot easier. Take stock of what is in the hallway. If I can tell you anything today, take stock of what is in the hallway and watch how fast that next door comes to you. That's all I got. Okay, my friend. Well, unless there's any late breaking news, that sure seems like an episode of the TTL pod, if I do say so myself. Most definitely a little Richard Sherman news, but mm. uh, I honestly don't care too much. He's, uh, you know, don't, no disrespect. He, I, from what we saw before he was hurt, this injured, I, I no, no impressions on me that he's going to make an impact there. But yeah, yeah. I digress. Not 100%. More of a kind of a coach at this point in time. Love his mentality. Love the, I mean, obviously he's a right. legend. But That's what I, yeah. I don't mean to res- disrespect. No. Yeah. No, yeah. Obviously I knew what you're saying. Obviously he's yeah. not a, le- he, he's still a legend 100%, but he just, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. my opinion, I don't think he needs to be a defensive right. back for the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. But either way, there you go. There you have it. Uh, nothing but good vibes. Nothing but uh, insights, analysis, picks, plays, special play, uh, rabbit holes, comedy, a little bit of motivation, everything in between, man. I think we checked every single doggone box, so I think it's time to get on out of here and let these fine folks have the rest of their day to themselves and accomplish whatever they need to and break down any barrier that might be standing in their way. So without further ado, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide for myself and Mags. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for choosing to stop by the TTL pod on this beautiful Monday of bets. We can't tell you how much we appreciate each and every one of you tuning in live if you come by later. If you don't watch it all, your support and following on social media, whatever the hell it might be, we see you guys and we can't thank you enough for allowing us to get up every single day, chase our dreams and passions and bring our knowledge and a little bit of nonsense to you. Thank you for sharing your time and your energy with us. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate each and every one of you. Last but certainly not least, We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday, unless you have any other plans. A terrific day filled with nothing but ticket cashing. And last but certainly not least, hey partner, let's cash some tickets.